If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. So, Trav, I actually have used BetterHelp in the past, and it was a really, really great experience. I loved my therapist. He gave me a lot of great tools that I still use to this day. You know, without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. Good news is, therapy does work. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be, really. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and you would like some tools to help. Maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever it is you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapists in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And we've got a special offer for No Filler listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash nofiller. That's betterhelp.com slash nofiller. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. This is our first week with a guest host. Last week, as I mentioned, uh, Quentin became a father. And I have a little surprise here for you guys. Before we get into the show with Nathan Forster, I was able to squeeze in a few minutes here to talk to Q in between diaper changes and whatever else is going on in the world of, of new fatherhood. So Q, you're here. Here I am. I was trying to stay as quiet as possible, dude. Wondering how you were going to cue it up. <laughs> how I was going to cue it up? Hey, uh-huh. that's my first initial. So Q, I did not tell the, the, the listeners anything about your child because I wanted you to have that 
opportunity to, you know, say however much you want to say about the kid. So did you mention in your intro for the rewind, did you mention that, that he was born? I mentioned that a child was born. I didn't mention <laughs> anything else because you know, I wanted you to be able to, to say whatever you wanted to say. Well, his name is Ronan, and he was born on August 12th at 3 a.m. on the nose, dude. And it, it was incredible, dude. Absolutely incredible. My wife, Sarah, crushed it, dude. She, she was amazing, man. It was, I was in awe of both of them the whole time. It's a magical thing, dude. What everyone says about it, it's true. About becoming a parent. Yeah. All right. Well, so this is the first official baby of No Filler. Do you think the listeners are disappointed that you didn't choose like a music-related name? Somebody out there is disappointed. But you know that's what? Weird. That's all right. Anyway, Q. Glad to have you on the show for even for just the intro. But let me tell you something. You missed out on some good tunes. So I, I sat down with. Our good pal, Nathan Forster, who was on a episode back in 2019, I looked it up, uh, where we covered, you know, we had a, a stint of episodes where we did uh, basically OK Computer through In Rainbows, Radiohead, obviously. I cannot believe that was three years ago, dude. This was episode 31, but this is when, you know, every other episode was a was a sidetrack is what we called it. So technically it was probably like 60-something, 60 62. Probably 60, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. So Nathan sat across from me in this room. Uh, I had a little rickety old card table set up with like this cheapo uh, microphone mixer um, type thing and like a headphone splitter. Like it was kind of jerry-rigged, but, you know, got the job done. And, uh, yeah, we chatted about Radiohead because he's a massive, massive fan. But, but he's out living in a cabin in California now? Yeah, he's in Idlewild, California. Um, cool. Living in a cabin, which is pretty sweet. He says he's actually looking to possibly get up to your neck of the woods, Q. So. Yes, man. I I would love to chat more about that with him. Well, he's a cool dude, man, and, and he cracks me up, dude. I, I wish I could have been there. Well, you're about to, it's about to feel like you're there, Q. I mean, that's the magic of podcasts, Trav. While you're sitting there rocking Ronan back and forth, back to sleep, you could just have some earbuds in and listen to this this episode, you know? That, and then maybe just a little bit, that music might seep out of your headphones and Ronan can start hearing some good tunes. Anyway, we talk about this band called Health and we kind of discuss, we, 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 we do our best to to tie it back to, to doom gaze, you know, it's not really a, a proper doom gaze band, but health has an interesting contradiction or contrast. I should say not contradiction, just like doom gaze, you know, doom metal and shoegaze health kind of has this interesting contrast of like industrial electronic dance music with like really soft ethereal kind of shoegazy vocals. So when you say industrial dance music, my mind immediately goes to the undoing of David Wright. So is it that kind of retro, dancey punk? Think like Nine Inch Nails. Okay, yep, that was the second band I thought of. Well, cool, yeah, I didn't listen to any of the the tunes from this band that you guys were kind of passing back and forth to each other in, in our chat, but yeah, dude, that sounds awesome. Well, hey, dude, I'm going to do, let me do something a little bit different here. I want to do an outro song. Outro song. Uh, 
an outro song for this an outro song for this intro, <laughs> for the intro okay <laughs> yep yep so uh this is a song from john grant called outer space oh i know this song it's a great song dude mm-hmm. and we've been singing this song to ronan in the womb like for months it's just a song that we sing to him amazing and yeah we sing it to him now dude and it like calms him down like if he's kind of crying very cool we'll sing it to him yeah and he'll he'll calm down dude this kid this kid lucky lucky guy this guy <laughs> yeah man i know he is he is loved by many already he's, he's only five days old so <laughs> there you go so an outro song for our intro so this is again outer space by john grant dedicated to my boy ronan love you buddy and yeah man i'm out y'all might not see me again until september but if i can find the time i will hop on and join maybe i can join you and nathan for one of these episodes totally well yeah they will hear you again next week on our what you heard so keep that in mind. that's true a little you know peek behind the curtain magic there all right q well thanks for stopping by here's my chat with nathan forster about health and a little outro for the intro here queued up from quentin this is john grant's outer space see y'all next week Joining me today for the second time on this podcast is Mr. Nathan Forster. Did I say your name correctly? Yeah, you, you got it correct. <laughs> I should know. I should know your name. Well, well, you know, Forster is a tough one. It is because you know I was thinking there was an extra e in there, like Forrester. Uh-huh. And then I looked at I looked at your name, and there was no extra e. So yeah, then you then you Googled me, and uh, I Googled you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what would come up if, if we Googled you? Uh, a hockey player that has the hockey exact player. same name. Oh, spelling. okay. Yeah. Um, last time you were on the show, it was March of 2019. And we sat in the same room together on a uh, rickety card table that I set up. 
and you sat across from me and we talked about Radiohead, their uh, 2007 release in Rainbow. So that was like the last episode of our batch of Radiohead episodes. Basically, we did OK Computer and then we ended on In Rainbows and you joined us for In Rainbows and we talked yeah. about every single track and it was amazing. And yeah, it, it still stands as your best podcast. Uh, you know stay. what? I'm not going to look up numbers, but <laughs> I mean, you're probably right. That's why the, yeah. the most streamed episode, yeah. you know, I mean? hands down. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No doubt in my mind. But um, so you're the first guest host to stand in for the beloved Quentin. So no pressure or anything. No, actually, well, you know, something I thought about is we're kind of breaking some rules here because uh, you're called No Filler, but uh, I'm filling in. So it's a oh. filler podcast, but uh, yeah. So this, so I should change it to filler <laughs> for the next like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, six weeks or whatever. <laughs> You're right. You are filling in, so we are we're breaking rules just right out the gate, but that's okay. Yeah, this this podcast just went viral from that joke. Basically, <laughs> yeah. This is what that, that's what we need. Like the difference between us, like beating out Rogan, turns out was just that joke right there. <laughs> now we're going to be getting we're going to be getting rogan numbers for sure all right so you know here we are i reached out to you and i said what what are we going to talk about and at first we said you know what let's talk about bush and then just like the last time quentin and i were like hey let's do an episode on bush i listened to a few tracks and like i came away with like you know what there's a reason that bush gets like thrown <laughs> under the the bus yeah. um i don't know i i like certain tracks of theirs but there's a joke of apparently back when they hit that like they just didn't like pass the smell test for like the true grunge heads or whatever. Yeah, and and I think he did the thing where he thought like he was he was a huge Kurt Cobain fan, like mega Kurt Cobain fan. And you can tell with his lyrics he's like trying to do that Kurt Cobain thing where you just throw a bunch of words together, like a phrase yeah. that doesn't make any sense and it's just like, you know, figure it out. Like it's, it's poetry, just figure it out. But for some reason, Nirvana, the lyrics, they somehow made sense. They still tied together in some way. Yeah. And they were like, you know, from the the mind of an actual like, you know. Genius. Yeah. Yeah. Genius and like, you know, troubled soul or whatever. Right. Um, but anyway, we're not doing Bush today. We're actually talking about another band. Yeah. I, I've been listening to these guys because they, they were actually on my on my radar, funny enough, because of their contribution on Max Payne 3, the video game soundtrack. We're talking about a band called Health. And um, I got to be honest, I haven't really dove too deep into them until you um, sort of suggested them. And so I like, I've been listening to a lot of their stuff and I'm trying to figure out like, where do these guys fit? Because they're, they're pretty unique as far as like their mashup of like industrial noise rock or whatever, but more like dancier, popular kind of electronic music you know what i mean there's a lot of melody in these songs right and in some weird way we're going to try to tie them to um some of the doom gay stuff that we've talked about recently and i think we can get there yeah i think that's i mean when when i listened to the last podcast uh i hadn't heard this uh doom gaze late yeah i hadn't heard that that band either and, and they're awesome um but yeah the doom gaze i was like oh that's a that's a great uh genre name and uh, i immediately thought of health um because it just it, you can't really put them in 
a certain box. Yeah. But if I was doom gaze, that, that, that sounds about right. Yeah. Cause I mean, the, the origins of doom gaze actually is like drone metal industrial, not really nine inch naily kind of stuff, but like the industrial noisy droney kind of just like, yeah, just noise. Right. And then they added in some shoegaze elements and then you have drone gaze or doom gaze sometimes called dream sludge dream, dream sludge <laughs> drone metal bliss metal um yeah but doom gaze is kind of the, the term that's stuck but anyway i think uh health kind of falls into that realm with like the industrial stuff but right. they kind of swing maybe more toward like like his vocals are super dream poppy i think right. like he's got yeah. that high register or whatever which, you know, I think fits the bill for that kind of stuff. But then they, they add a, a uniqueness to it in the sense of like, especially with their newer stuff. And like the last track that we're going to play is off an album where they started to shift toward more like dancey, poppy kind of stuff, which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Which kind of puts them in a, a different world, I think, than most of the shoegaze artists out there. So anyway, did some research here, Nathan. Oh. Um, in case you're curious. And that just means that I have the Wikipedia page pulled up right now. That's what oh, that means. Oh, cool, cool. And um, these guys go back to 2005. So they've been around for a while. And um, the origin of the name Health, uh, they just wanted to basically have a band name of, of a um, an everyday word. And Health was the only word left, apparently, for them to use. So <laughs> that's that's it. Nothing sophisticated oh. going on with the way they chose the name, but mm -hmm. it works. But um, yeah, it sounds like they didn't have much luck with their first record. I don't know if you're even all that familiar with it, but it's a self-titled record. came out in 2007. I guess one good thing came out of it, and I'm pretty sure I've heard this song. There is a like a remix of the song Crime Wave by a band called Crystal Castles. And, um, you know, when I was listening to this music, I was thinking that like, this is around the time that bands like Crystal Castles were kind of, you know, doing their thing. And mm -hmm. I would, I would put these guys kind of in the same, in the same vein as like a Crystal Castles, as far as like that dancey indie pop that was happening in like the 2000, like the late two mm thousands -hmm. and stuff. Uh, Crystal Castles are, are great. Um, and it sounds like this remix that they did of Crime Wave actually kind of put health like on the map. So like it's it's possible that uh, health would not have become the band that they became if it wasn't for Crystal Castles remixing them because it kind of brought a new audience to them basically. Mm -hmm. And then they came out with Get Color a couple of years later. Um, and I recognize this, this album art. So I, I may have, we may have covered this, this record on um, the music blog that we did back in the day that, um, the listeners are tired of hearing about because we we talk about it all the time. But we used to have an indie music blog <laughs> called uh, No. Yeah, it wasn't called No Filler. It was called it, New Dust. Is that what? You, oh yeah, I forgot about you New Dust. That? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was short lived, but uh, you know we had a good had a good run. But yeah. we were basically doing like you know everybody had a music blog back then, um, an indie music blog it seemed like, and uh, you know we were competing with um, Gorilla vs Bear. You remember that that uh, blog? It was like a I, yeah. I think they were based out of Denton or something like that. Um, and uh, Brooklyn Vegan is another one. Like these, these blogs are actually still gone, but um, New Dust, uh, you know, 
bit the dust bit the dust as it were um but this was kind of like the you know 2009 that's right when we started the blog and these kind of bands and like chill wave was starting so like there's a shift toward like you know electronic dancey kind of indie music you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure that uh that health kind of falls into that realm but they do this really interesting like industrial stuff uh noise rocky kind of stuff so let's play our first track and just get into this thing all right so this song is uh this is like something that you would write you know in like the uh like you would pass a note to like an enemy in in school (laughs) the name of the song is die slow Man, super catchy, right? Like it almost sounds like a. Uh, I'm trying. Okay, here's 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 where we try to figure out who do these guys sound like because that's the game that we always play. Because like where you know where where does this sound like? What's the origin of it? Like there's almost like Daft Punk kind of stuff sometimes in there, you know, thrown in like dancey kind of stuff. It reminds me of something that would be on the Matrix soundtrack, you know? Yeah, like, a, like the first one. Yeah, and this was you know only. But, not even like you know, not even a decade removed from that. Late nineties is like a industrial sound, but yeah, uh, I could I can hear that like nine inch yeah. nails maybe, right? Uh, which apparently they toured and opened for nine inch nails um, before this this uh, record came out. Oh, cool! But you know, I feel like you can't 
you can't go on tour with with Trent and not pick up a few tricks. You know what I mean? Like learn sure. a few things. Um, and apparently, there's a story like you know, if you're the opening band for Nine Inch Nails and like the audience like doesn't give a shit about you, you know what I mean? You might not get a, a very warm reception. And apparently, like people would like throw pretzels at him and shit. I don't know where the pretzels come from, but um, apparently Trent was like, "Hey, you guys should you know use some of my." LED panels, you know, because he's got all sorts of visuals and stuff right. in his shows. And they started doing that in their show. So there you go. I taught him a, a thing or two about putting on a performance. Wow. How about uh, that? But anyway, that was before they they made this record. But um, anyway, so basically Crystal Castles remixes them and then they put out this record and then they get back basically into the music blogs out there, um, which back, back then was significant because people actually paid attention to music blogs back then. But um, yeah, it was well received. I think the record got like 7.5 on Pitchfork. Um, and, you know, that's what matters is Pitchfork, right? Of course. Everybody <laughs> knows that. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't actually, after I listen to an album, I don't develop an opinion until I go to Pitchfork. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this, um, um, bring it back to health. Um, yes. Like they kind of like, uh, they're a little dancier in the beginning, it seems like. Yeah. It's like they kind of like started off like a little, you know, a little more like uh not clubby but you know more yeah more bouncy you know you want right. to you want to get in the groove it could go in any direction right i mean yeah with that kind of song as far as like yeah it's it feels like a like a dancey song you know what i mean and then the voice starts and yeah then it becomes like a indie you know dream pop song kind of or at least his vocals sound like that yeah and i think his his vocals are they, they really fit the music really well i think i you know a lot of times like we want to hear this like you know this lead singer that you know this front man that's mm-hmm. like <laughs> this really like giving it to you but if you were to do that with how heavy this music is it would be too much yeah like if we tie it back to doom gaze like that's what makes doom gaze interesting is like the heaviness contrasted with like the slow pace and then like mm-hmm. the the vocals the soft like ethereal vocals and stuff and that's like where where these guys are interesting is it's like the industrial heaviness of like an electronic rave song almost and then the soft vocals you know what i mean so it's right. interesting it's like an interesting contrast yeah and uh, i'm glad i didn't read these lyrics out loud because it turns out i'm looking at the lyrics for the wrong die slow song oh. this is by somebody named young thug and oh. i was like man these lyrics are something <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but it's a different song so um anyway i do want to talk about the lyrics at some point not necessarily about this song but it does uh-huh. seem like a lot of their a lot of their lyrics are really simple and like approachable you know what yeah I mean? totally which yeah. is interesting yeah well, well we'll put a pin in the lyric conversation and uh um, yeah elaborate if that's what you want to do you know you're 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 the quarterback here, Travis. So. I've always been terrible at sports, Nathan. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go if uh, if I'm expected to throw some touchdowns here. Okay. Well, I was I was going to explain what a quarterback is, but apparently, not, so. <laughs> uh, is that is that are they the ones that shoot into the hoop or like what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 they're they're the alley oop throwers. I know what that word is. You know why? Because I used to play NBA Jam. Remember that? Oh yeah, that oh, was. Yeah. Could you do alley oops in NBA Jam? I think you could. Yeah, you could. Pretty sure you, you could. could yeah, pretty much anything in NBA Jam. Yeah. You could type in codes and and play as Bill Clinton. Remember that? No, I didn't do that. I I I stuck by the books. Dude, you didn't you didn't do cheat codes? <laughs> you get no, the big I think, head I think and I did. stuff. I think yeah. I did. Everybody did. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. Moving right along here. Um, so this is this. Here we go. Now we're getting interesting because we're going to talk about um, we're going to jump ahead a few years. Oh, yeah. And talk about Goth Star. So I didn't realize this. Um, this is a cover of a band called Picture Plane. OK, so there's like another layer here. So there's there's yeah, there's there's a lot of layers going on here. Okay. Um, so what we could do. Let's listen to the picture plane version first. Okay. And then we'll listen to what health did with it. Never heard this. This is the first time I'm, I'm hearing it. Oh, first time you're hearing it too. Yeah. I actually haven't. So this could be terrible. But I mean, the song's good. I like the health version of it. So chances are I'm going to mm-hmm. like the original. So here we go. This is Goth Star by Picture Plane. interesting um yeah but yeah uh well you know what <laughs> it's like uh I'm, I'm glad uh health came in and yeah because there's yeah. a lot of really good elements there you know what um, uh picture playing and they kind of put know. them together yeah yeah basically what they did was they i'm gonna try to do a sports reference they did like a nice little you know and then like Al- health kind of just dunked yeah. on yeah the alley-oop right yeah the did quarterback right? through the alley-oop Yes, linebacker. <laughs> That's right. And then the uh, the shortstop uh, dunked it. Got the rebound. Right? Yeah, yeah. Dunked the it and, into yeah. uh, the home plate. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, let's have a more maybe a, a more a proper metaphor would be, you know, this is like a nice you know poorly shaped. I mean, this is uh, this is going to sound like a bashing picture, but like you know, it's like a you know somewhat shaped like piece of clay or whatever they're like hey here you go and then like health took it and like made it like this nice sculpture you know what i mean yeah like they they kind of they they had like a a wad of paintballs in their hand and they threw it against the wall and then health came through and like made a constellation 
drew like Ooh, a constellation. Uh, they made a picture out of those. They connected the dots yeah. is what you're trying to say. Do we have any dots, more metaphors yeah. before we play the track that we can mm. use? There probably are a few more that we can try to, <laughs> to, to make up here. But um, I think sticking on the sports metaphors is probably best for <laughs> yeah, us. Probably. And definitely the listeners. Um, okay, so speaking of the unnamed uh, Easter egg, do you want to talk about that now or after the health song? Um, I mean, that was that one gave it away a little a little bit more than health version does but you know still yeah uh, let's let's have yeah. some fun let's let's do it at the end okay all right here we go so let's let's see what health did with that uh piece of clay that they were handed by picture plane so here is uh health's cover of goth star by picture plane
there it is. Hey, you know what? There's a, there's a fully formed song right there. Uh, well, what's interesting is like, uh, I guess the picture plan version didn't have any, any, any Focus. words like, yeah, yeah, health added some lyrics to it, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they made the, um, but what's weird is, um, it sounds like they sampled a lot of it too. The health sampled the original quite a bit. Yeah, I guess so. Um, cause yeah, when we first pushed play on the picture plan version, it was like, Ew. Is yeah. this the health version? Right. So they, no. they sampled a sample. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so when you sent the song to me, you're like, okay, see if you hear anything. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, so if you're out there and you're a keen listener and you're a fan of... Drum roll. Fleetwood Mac. I mean, it's pretty hard not to hear, like her, her voice is so iconic. Even when it's like... Yeah mashed up and like you know sort of like edited and stuff like that like right. it's hard not to notice stevie nicks right yeah. but uh that is a sample of what is the name of the song nathan seven wonders seven wonders off of tango in the night tango in the night so here is a promise i'm going to make to the listeners if we ever do a fleetwood mac episode you will be joining us oh on my that God. episode because be you are a mega fleetwood mac fan i sure am but yeah so that was you know Compared to, I guess, the first track that we played, because now this is like three years later after Get Colors, I guess they were touring and like, you know, this this uh, cover was just like a one-off single that they put out. Anyway, so there apparently there was a, a, a record called Disco 2 that came out in 2010 that looks like it's a bunch of remixes. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, so this goth star came out and then uh, we transitioned to the Max Payne 3 soundtrack. But what I wanted to, I guess, talk about was like, you know, what I like to do when I listen to like, when I hop from like an album to album, you know, because like, you know, years can go by between those two releases, you know, like is try to try to see what direction they're going in. And like compared to that first song that we played, Die Slow, uh, I guess it's kind of hard to tell because this is a cover, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, definitely poppy and dancey, right? Um, which seems to be kind of like the like uh, the direction that they head toward, you know what I mean? Right. Um, is getting poppier and dancier, but still like retaining that like glitchy industrial sort of like element, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But Max Payne 3 is interesting. So um, listeners of this show know that I listen to video game soundtracks all the time. Um, it's kind of like what I do when I, when I work, when I code and stuff like that. Oh yeah. It's, you know, I like to yeah. listen to soundtracks. Video game soundtracks are great. Yeah. Um, and I have some Spotify playlists um, that I just like throw video game sound uh, songs onto. And um, I want to say that there has been, yeah, it's actually a different song than the one that we're going to play, but a, a track from this soundtrack uh, is one of my favorite video game songs yeah. it's called shells but we're going to talk about tears because tears is the only track on the soundtrack that features uh their vocals which is interesting um so or at least from what i can tell and from what uh they were talking about in this little documentary that i watched um about you know the process that they went through to make this video game so like you know if you're like an up-and-coming indie band and you're sort of like getting your getting your feet wet and stuff like that. And then Rockstar, which is the name of the company that made Max Payne, 
and Grand Theft Auto and all that kind of stuff. Like approaches you and is like, hey, you guys want to make a soundtrack for your video game? Like that's that's got to be freaking awesome, right? Um, mm-hmm. And talk about like changing the approach that you're going to take to to make the music because now it's like, you know, this is like cinematic in, in some in some areas. You know, what I mean, like this video game needs to be cinematic like like an actual movie score so it probably changes everything you know what i mean yeah i feel like um something that health does really well is i think they kind of go for a vibe over um over like chord changes um it's it's really about the vibe and there's so much uh like with tears it's about to play i feel like it's like where they started having this very heavy production uh, that's, that really turns into this like a uh, wall of sound, you know, doom gaze kind of thing. Ding, ding, ding. You just said wall of sound. Like, I, I feel like uh, I wish we had like a, um, like a bingo board or something like that. Cause we like, <laughs> we say things like wall of sound and we use the term hypnagogic a lot, which I don't oh, think wow. we'll be able to apply that term here, but let's like, oh, I, like I was, I was just about to use that word. Wow. <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> um, but yeah, wall of sound, right? That's like the classic um, phrase used to describe shoegaze, right? And yeah, that that is what's interesting about like the concept of wall of sound because you know it's kind of you know you think about my bloody Valentine and mm-hmm. the album Loveless, like that's the guitar sound that you think about, but like it can apply to 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 just about anything. And like yeah, I think I think this this uh, this group does like their own kind of version of the wall of sound. You know what I mean? Um, and the last track that we're going to play is definitely going to bring that kind of, uh, right. that doom doominess to the, or the metal, mm-hmm. I guess, in a way, but yeah, let's go. talk about tears. So this is the song. I never played this video game. Um, I don't know if you did back in the day, but, um, I didn't, this is, this is the first song that I heard that got me into health. Um, Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Way back. And, uh, I remember like blaring it in my, uh, car while I was driving and I actually thought I'd blew the speaker because it it like started to like uh, rattle um and i was like ready to go to best buy and get some new speakers and uh, i just i just changed the song (laughs) and it was so it was it was just the production of the song that made it uh sound like that (laughs) i thought you meant you just like you're playing it so loud that you uh that you busted your speakers but you're saying that it sounded like it was yeah which is interesting and yeah like i guess you'll hear it when, when we play the song but um but yeah, you're talking about the production quality went up, um, and that's probably maybe you know in some part due to the fact that they had this major gaming studio sort of behind them as well. You know, I mean, I'm sure that they right. were involved with it. In comes uh, the money. Yeah, cha-ching. All right, so let's yeah let's jump into this here real quick. So if you remember the game, apparently this happens toward the very end, oh. and like they purposely waited um, to like they wanted to incorporate one like one signature song that featured their vocals and in the game like you the vocals will come in uh like it gets triggered by different moments in the game so it's kind of interesting if you play the game like two or three different times you might hear this vocal get triggered depending on how you're playing the game which is kind of interesting so like the song is going to change based on how you play the game that's not going to happen when we play the song here so it's just going to (laughs) happen when it happens you know what i mean but Try to imagine that you're, you're, you know, you're, you're Max Payne and you're running through a, an airport. Apparently that's the, uh, the level where this happens is a shootout at an airport. If that helps kind of set the stage here. All right, here we go. 
So this song is called Tears. So so hypnagogic. <laughs> uh, you know what? If you played that game, it probably is hypnagogic. Um, but uh, actually, what, what what is hypnagogic? Because because uh, I feel like it might actually apply with us. It might. Uh, it might. Let's see if we can do it. So like basically, it means um, you know, like you're using analog instruments and stuff like that from like back in the day like think about tycho you, you listen to tycho uh yeah, yeah he's yeah. a california resident dude uh, oh Scott yeah Hansen. yeah he's a, he's my next door neighbor oh is he no dude but, if he was that, that'd be cool talk about an inside scoop that would be sweet um but no like when you listen to a tycho song especially some of his earlier stuff like it makes you feel nostalgic 
toward something that you can't really you know because it's not like this is a song that you heard from your youth because it's a new track or whatever but like it evokes like nostalgia and stuff like that so like you know a lot of times it's like for you know bands that use analog instruments from the 70s or something like that to try to get that unique like sound you know what i mean gotcha. uh, so i so i was totally off it, it it's not um i i, I was thinking yeah. like uh hypnotic oh hypnotic um, mm-hmm. you know i can see that it does it does have that it has it that repeating that, yeah. repeating yeah. rhythm like there's really no chord changes i mean there might be but you don't notice it uh it's just like the same thing going and just it's just a, a head bobber yeah it totally is yeah um, and maybe that's like, you know, sort of enhances the gameplay experience. Cause you could just like, cause you know, they're saying that like the vocals will trigger based on this very certain scene that has to happen in the video game and you have to like mm-hmm. do shit to make it happen. So like they probably just loop that over and over oh, again weird. until you yeah. do it maybe. But, uh, yeah, that's what makes video game soundtrack So interesting as like, it's going to respond to like what you're doing and shit, or at least it can depending on the type of video game it is. But anyway um one person i was reading the lyrics and uh sometimes i like to go to genius.com which is like a lyric site because people will sort of like put like it's crowdsourced or whatever like you can put your your interpretation of the lyrics and uh, one person says that they think this is a song uh that the, the lyrics are a message to max Payne from his dead wife and daughter telling him to move on interesting oh. Wow. To not mourn their death anymore and for him to let go uh, the guilt for their tragic deaths. Well, I have no clue what he's talking about because I've never played any of the Max Payne games, but uh, that yeah. could be accurate. But uh, yeah, like I said earlier, like the lyrics are always really simple, like yeah. one syllable, like words almost like the way that they write their lyrics. It's always very like nothing. There's nothing complex about it. Like the lyrics are love, save us once. We're far from where we fall love save us once beware what you want that's the first verse but like i was noticing that with a lot of the songs i was listening to it's like a lot of them are very very simple lyrics yeah on um uh, death magic um there's some tracks kind of like i forget what they they're called but it's like kind of three-fourths the way through the album some of the lyrics are so direct like you could almost like put them on like a carly ray jepson song like it's like they're very like, and they're upbeat. They're like, you know, you got this girl kind of kind of thing. It's yeah. not that, but, you know, it's very no, like, I, uh, yeah, I know what you're positive talking about. and yeah, you know. which is yeah, interesting. Um, and that's that's actually the record that we're gonna close out on because we're we're only gonna play one more track here. But Death Magic. Now, this is what you 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 kind of said that um, this is where they kind of found themselves a little bit. Yeah, I feel like they hit their stride with this one. I actually saw them uh, live um, on this uh, this tour. Um, saw them at a place in New York uh, called uh, Poussin Rouge, I think. Um, I don't know if it's still there, but it was the weird. <laughs> the weird thing about this show was that it was literally the week after the uh, the Paris attack at the Eagle Eagles of Death Metal. So it was the first show that I think a lot of people there, including myself, were seeing after this, you know, had infiltrated our minds and, you know, scared us to death. Was there a lot of like heavy, heavy security and stuff? Yeah, there was like a little extra security, but um, I went with a friend and and uh, <laughs> I remember we we stood at the very back, you know, because everybody's just paranoid, uh, you know, and and to see a band like Health, who's like super dark 
um, you know, it's, you almost can't listen to too much health because you're going to get in a weird headspace. Um, yeah. Just, I, I remember, I remember the view of the door and I remember the view of the stage and I, I can remember the door just as much as I remember the show. Cause so, <laughs> so you were just, looking because I just kept, you waiting. know, yeah. Yeah. Which, which it was, it was pretty thinned out. I think it probably would have been a little more packed uh, if that hadn't just happened, but man, um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. You know what? You did everybody a favor though. Cause you're, you're a tall dude and people probably like it when you're in the back. Let's just be honest. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And also an easy target just in case someone mm, comes in. I'm like, you're right. Hey, right here. <laughs> I'm, you know, <laughs> just look up and then you'll see me. Uh-huh. Um, you're what? Six, five, six, six. Uh, yeah, dude, you're so close to the number of the beast. Yeah. I'm actually, we, oddly enough, I'm six, six and six quarters. Uh, <laughs> kind of crazy. Um, uh, rock and roll, dude. Yeah. You're going to want to put this, you're going to want to edit this segment to be <laughs> at the very beginning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cause what else do you need to know about Nathan Forster? Six, yeah. six and six uh, quarters. That's it. That, that's it. Yeah. I mean, that's all people know me for at the grocery store. So I can get the tall guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I can get things for them on the yeah. top can shelf. Give me that. I really want that Jiffy peanut butter yeah. on the hey, top I shelf. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Does that happen all the time? For real? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And I, the same thing, I say the same thing every time. I say, this is what I was born for. <laughs> you got the delivery down, like, uh-huh. right? Like that joke comes out smooth every time, right? Because you've done it, it so many times. I feel like it does, but it's never gotten a laugh. Never? No. Dude, you know what? If you did that to me, I would laugh at it. Thanks, but I I knew I could count on you. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> let's transition to Death Magic. Uh, came out in 2015. So interestingly enough, here these guys are, you know, making soundtracks for video games and stuff like that, right? Living the, the, the big money life, right? And apparently their fans were kind of pissed at them um, because... Even though they put out, I'm, here, I'm going to read a, a quote here from mm-hmm. John Famiglietti. Um, he sounds like a made man. Um, John <laughs> Famiglietti. So he's the, I guess, bass, bass player, pedals, and electronics. I think it's funny to like list pedals as like one of his instruments. But, but anyway, never actually um, that. that talk about important to shoegaze is the pedals, right? You know, so he's quoted as saying, when we did Max Payne, the band was like, hey, this is going to reach so many people. But I was like, man, indie music people don't really play video games, which, I mean, I think that's a baseless claim. But anyway, mm-hmm. so maybe that's overstating the case considering Grand Theft Auto V has an indie rock station to which Health contributed a song to. But he then says, uh, uh, basically, when it came out, most of their fans were like, so when are you guys going to do anything? Like they were still waiting for a Health release, like like a, the next album, you know what I mean? And even though this is technically an album of all songs by health, like it's not their music. It's like a soundtrack for a video game. So it doesn't, it's not a true health album in that sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So as he says, um, their fans, I guess when this article came out, he said, our fans have been aggressively pissed at us for the last three or four years. So I guess they had a lot of pressure going into this record because this was their first like proper release as a band in like five years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, talk about like, I mean, I'm sure they took a lot of what they learned because like you said, they're really good at making like vibes, like a vibe, right? Yeah. And I feel like you have to, you have to 
be really good at that to, to put out a successful like movie or video game soundtrack. Um, and yeah, I think you're right that like death magic just just it's it's feels very like cohesive. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it feels like like a band that has sort of like figured out you know their sound or whatever. Yeah. You know, they figured out what they're what they're gonna do, like what how they're gonna sort of differ themselves from everybody. Um, and yeah, this song really stood out to me on the record. So the song is called Courtship 2. And they just sprinkle in some straight up heavy metal almost. Um, yeah. Which really, it's it's hard not to hear it. It's it's pretty early on in the song and they, they repeat it over and over again, but it kind of catches you off guard in all the right ways. And definitely sort of like leans toward the doom gaze thing that we were talking about earlier. So yeah. uh, here we go. This song, like I said, is called Courtship 2. And if you're wearing a wig, hold on to it. Oh, yeah. It's about to go flying. Yep. Here we go.
goosebumps. That I mean, you want to talk about like grabbing your grabbing your attention, right? Like right when that first that drum fill, right, mm-hmm. with like the, the distortion and stuff. Like that's just that's a straight up metal moment right there. Um yeah. and they I mean, that's what makes that's what makes health so interesting, dude. And like I feel like they do it better than than most or whatever. Like this really interesting mashup of like industrial dancey electronic music with like these heavy metal moments that come out of nowhere. And then like the, the, the one consistent thing is like the vocals are always like this very soft and there yeah. you go with more simple lyrics. I mean, I guess they want you to be able to like sing along at the show. You know what I mean? Cause like these, it's not, it's not hard to, to, to get these lyrics memorized. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's if, a critique or not, but if, uh, if you can, if you can make out what they're saying. So yeah, the contrast is crazy. Like the that sound is just like you can't really find a heavier sound yeah. than that. And then you're right, you're right. The, then it's hard to find like a, a more like a you know reserved vocal melody. So it's yeah. like the, put them together and, and somehow it works. Yeah, and that and that that's that's kind of like the gist of of the doom gaze. Like you know, it's it feels like an oxymoron. You know, I'm mean, like doom metal plus shoegaze, right? But I mean, it works really really well. Like they complement each other perfectly. Yeah, they figured it out. I mean, health kind of they found this niche for themselves. Cause I can't think of a band that, that sounds like them. You know, I think bands do bits and pieces of what they do, mm-hmm. but like not, not in this way. Like it's really, really interesting, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, I think the, the production is really like important to point out because, you know, you just, especially if you listen to on headphones, I mean, it's, it really is just like, it's like everything is all the same level. Like it's compressed like uh to like, you know to 110 um and it's just so everything's just like present right there and that that like you got to get that right you know what i mean to like pull this off effectively to make it like feel the way that it like the the gut punch and stuff that you get you know when when that when those moments come this isn't like a they're not going to do any acoustic versions of these songs i don't (laughs) think (laughs) man that'd be sweet they could easily do it that's the funny thing like their the vocals are so soft like they could easily yeah. to put out a, a record of ballads you know yeah but um yeah so you know i was kind of reading around trying to figure out some uh some influences and uh, apparently john F- famiglietti is the only guy that gives interviews because i could find no interview that uh, from any of the other guys but oh, he was saying that like uh yeah i guess he's the guy that speaks most eloquently so they're like yeah you go talk to the talk to the guys i don't want to talk to him um he says here with regard to Nine Inch Nails, he says, not to say we're going to try to write songs that sound like them, but the connection uh, is with Industrial and Nine Inch Nails. And then he mentions a few bands that I've never heard of. He says, you had really fucking crazy bands like Throbbing Gristle and Skinny Puppy. <laughs> now, Skinny Puppy I've heard of. Yeah, Throbbing Gristle. Throbbing Gristle. Anything wow. to do with that. <laughs> wow. Um, but then he says that nine inch nails introduced melody to it. So I guess what he's saying is like the way that nine inch nails took the industrial sound and then added melody to it is like Mm -hmm. kind of, I guess what they do. Right. I mean, that's kind of what we talk about. Like that's what they do really well. It's like introduce these dancey sort of elements to these otherwise like super noisy industrial sounding like electronic songs, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I thought this was interesting. They mentioned Depeche mode. Which nice. I think is, yeah, that kind of makes sense. The Mode had that sort of like darker kind of electronic 
yeah. vibes to their songs. You know what I mean? I can totally hear that. Yeah. But yeah, they said uh, they're touchstones of combining melodic and electronic elements in rock song contexts. So yeah, totally. I can hear that. All right. Well, that was it, man. We did it. We talked cool. about four songs by Health. Gave you a little sneak peek. Um, but they actually put out a new record this year, dude. Did you know that? No, I did. I did see that, but I haven't listened to it yet. Um, I think there's like a lot of, cause they were releasing a bunch of singles. Mm. Um, but it's like, they have, uh, guest vocalists on them, I think. Oh, interesting. So it's not like a, you know, exclusive health. Gotcha. Uh, kind of thing. I don't think. But. Well, it's interesting. So a lot of their records are called disco. Almost all of them are disco two, disco mm-hmm. three. So disco four part one came out in 2020 disco four part two came out this year and yeah like you said there's a lot of i mean lamb of god shows up on a track which is cool because that's like a metal band nine inch nails yeah so nine inch nails uh is on a track yeah so this is what they're doing they're just collaborating which you know what good on them right yeah but that could mean that this sounds a lot different than than kind of what you're used to if you're a health fan yeah i think there is a lot of metal uh in it i think there's because uh, i'm not i'm not a huge fan of like uh the screaming um you know i am not like a screamo fan you know um, what you're 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 a perfect sit-in for quentin because he also does not like <laughs> oh. metal <laughs> so one of these days i'm gonna get i'm gonna get a, an opportunity to talk about heavy metal but uh, i feel like we got to yeah. you know we, we we snuck it in with that last song that had some that yeah, metal yeah. moment yeah, I'll, I'll I'll let you I'll let you lecture me anytime. Well, one of these days, dude. Um, <laughs> and and I'll, my response at the very end will, will be like, "Yeah, but what about the screaming?" <laughs> and that's the thing that most people can't get over is the scream. I, I don't like screaming bands either. Like I, I need it in like very small doses. Yeah, but you know you got to weed past the the screaming to get to like the the nuggets of delicious riffs and shit. Totally. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think there's like. Sometimes screaming is like it's fine. Uh, bring it back to Kurt Cobain. Uh, he go. he he scream very well. <laughs> he did scream, yeah. Uh, but it gets a little cheesy if you're like if you're like okay now I, I got to scream now and it's like the entire time when you yeah. can tell it's like forced, you know. Yeah, I hear you. Um, yeah, it's overdone. It's not. It, yeah, it, it has to be. It has to be done well, like in the right moment. You know what I mean to accentuate right. the emotion. As Quentin said in the last episode, the spotlight episode, that was about as far as he'll go, uh, you know, in, in the world of metal. But you know what? You got to take your take your time easing into it. So mm-hmm. one of these days, he'll be a full fledged metalhead. All right. Well, next like next show is going to be on uh, Throbbing Gristle, right? <laughs> I got to look them up because I'm curious. <laughs> now, here's something. I'm, I'm floored right now, dude. Throbbing Gristle formed in 1977. Oh, okay. Or at least that's when their first record came out. Wow. And they are an industrial music group. <laughs> and they have a song, an album called 20 Jazz Funk Greats. <laughs> so I guess <laughs> they do cover songs, which is kind of funny. Huh, okay. They do not look like what you'd expect. All right. Well, that's a rabbit hole. Um, so yeah, go check out Throbbing Gristle. <laughs> um, Skinny Puppy is like a experimental like jazz kind of band, if I remember. Yeah, right. I recognize the name, yeah. but I don't remember. Yep. Yeah all right well nathan thank you for thank you sitting in yeah my pleasure anytime standing invitation anytime you want to join the show yep i'm not sure when quentin will be returning but uh likely in a couple months so 
We put out episodes once a week, dude. So I might be uh, asking you for another favor soon. It's not. It's no favor at all. Is it? A, is it an absolute pleasure? I hope it is. It's an absolute pleasure. Uh, right. Yeah, and uh, honestly, um, you know, if you if you wanted me to do it uh, every day, I would just make. <laughs> <laughs> if you just want you want to make this a daily podcast, um, yeah, we'd have to shorten it quite a bit. I think but, you know, we could do yeah. it. Yeah. We could sneak in some sports, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We could talk about whatever's outside your window in that idyllic cabin. Oh, I could, I could live just in. go on forever about these rabbits. Um, like a nature, a nature podcast. Yeah, you get the soundboard too. You can have like the mm, little sounds little, there. You know, let's, the sound let's of a ground squirrel or whatever you said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't sound like it's climbing yeah. a tree. That's for sure. No, no. Uh, <laughs> all right well anyway <laughs> that's how we end the show yeah, that's that's a, that's a perfect ending. uh so next week i don't know who's going to be on the show but we'll find out i got some names floating around but uh you know we might have nathan on again before the uh, end of this year so yeah. stay tuned for that and if you uh live in california and you need something off the top shelf at the grocery store i'm your guy this is your guy right here Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. My name is Travis. My name is Nathan Forster. His name is Nathan Forster. And we'll talk to you guys next week. achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, 
and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who kill their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.